Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043, The Fan. to think about it it is right here it is right now so strange how you doing today brandon stokely doing great another nice day finally dude hang tight yeah tomorrow better gonna be 50 degrees 50 uh-huh 50 50 i love it ferrari f50 I love it. Um, melt some of the snow. Yep. The snow has been hanging around. It, the last two winters have been just brutal when it comes to just not melting. The snow is just, it always melts here. Yeah. And it's just not melting right now. And I just hate having it just all around the house. Just I just hate it. I want it to melt and be done. But hopefully this weekend that will happen. This is what I grew up with, but the sun doesn't right, come out. Right, So yeah. it's like five straight months of gray. You almost feel like, you know, like a, like a, uh, a photo now you can do like a filter it's like a filter for five months it's just gray so i was on i was in baltimore you know, and i was yep. in indy you know and that's kind of how it is maybe not to that degree yep. you know where 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 you were uh but man yeah it's it's depressing yep. at least we get the sun here all good looking forward to the show looking forward to digging more into sean payton how you doing i'm doing fantastic i can smell the weekend from here gets to be thursday start rolling downhill a uh, lot of stuff going on. I was in another gym last night with my son, watching oh. more basketball. I thought you were talking about gym like a workout gym. I'm like, yeah, I'm not buying that. Why not? Huh? I'm, I'm, just, I'm back in the gym. I know, but you just, you're, it's not like you're like a gym rat. No, you know, no, like I was no. in another gym last no. night getting a great workout. No, I'm like, wait, no. late night workouts? No. What's going on no. here? You no. see? No. Right? Definitely, definitely not. not right? The other day, I got to say, the other day, <laughs> the other day I'm leaving, all of a sudden, like you're walking out with me, you go in your car, you grab like a suitcase out of your car, a suitcase out of your car, and you start walking. Gym bag. No, it's like, no. It wasn't like a little gym bag. This thing was huge. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh I'm going to get a workout in. I'm going to get my workout in. And this thing is a suitcase. Like, what do you have in that thing? I have uh, a change of clothes, a towel, my stick to like, you know. The stick. You know, uh, it's called the stick. I mean, yeah, you know what I'm Yeah, yeah. yeah roll, you out. roll out muscles and uh, soap you really and do shampoo. And you really do. How long do you spend rolling out? I I. Not only do I do it, I have to do that seven days a week on my life. Seven days a week. Seven, like whether I work out or not, like I need to loosen up my muscles, especially my hamstring starts getting just a little bit stiff, not in pain or anything. I just need to loosen it up every gotcha. single day. So, gotcha. So you but, got a lot um, in that, that, that suitcase. That is what that is what they used to give me every year. And this was crazy. So being the being the voice of this program back east, um, Division One school, University of Albany, that football program, basketball program, and I used to be the voice for these seasons. So... Once a season, I'd go down to the equipment room, and they would hand me a bag, legit Stoke, worth anywhere between 700 and 900 bucks. Everything that the players got, the sneakers, the shoes, the bags with your name on it. Yeah. So I had this stuff for six seasons, all three. You'd have to get I'd get rid of stuff to my friends. So that's what that big-ass bag was. Right, like exactly. The, I like, can tell. That's like what like a, a football player's bag was for the season. Right. Yes, yeah. yes. You have this big old, you know, 
suitcase slash duffel bag that uh, you know you're still using. Oh, and my gosh. You can you can get a little bit smaller one, uh, but uh, that thing is huge. It, it is thick. It is thick. Um, Gosh, I want to get in some some Sean Payton numbers, but but uh, I'm just gonna uh, hold off. But I want to give a shout out to someone who's a big fan of yours, oh, and you don't well, even I'm gonna give him a shout out. And, and and you don't even know well maybe Not many of those left. You you don't know he exists, but you know his daughter exists. I told a very quick story last week when you weren't here that um, I've been taking my son to high school sporting events this last year. He's just old enough to sit still and watch some sports, and he loves it. Like he begs me to do this stuff. It's awesome. I love doing it. So, we, like, JV basketball games, girls' varsity basketball games that start earlier that don't interrupt his bedtime or whatever. So, I go to the wrong gym last week. Okay? Yeah. I go to the wrong stinking gym. I thought I was going to Eagle Crest. I don't know why I drove to Grandview. surprise. I'm still new, like, kind of, like, in, like, my, my neighborhood, my neck of the woods or whatever. So, we go into this high school. The guy the, the, been there for a few years now. Uh, uh, less than two. It'll be, yeah. t- it'll be two years of spring. I can't keep saying you're, been, you're new to the area. In, in your first two years, I, the, geographically, I'm still trying to understand. Okay. The landscape okay. and stuff. Right, you, right. you still have a Louisiana okay. license. Okay? Ah, You've been living there for keep, 15 I keep my business out. Talk about being new or not. My business out the street. So, <laughs> so it's about you. It's so, about you, bastard. You. <laughs> so I wander into the wrong school. The security guard's like, "There's no basketball game here tonight." I'm like, "All right, I hear a basketball down the hallway. What's going on down there?" I'm in Grandview, right? He's like, "That's a girls' varsity." I'm like, "Can I just poke my head in there?" The coach is like, what is this person doing in the doorway? What's this weirdo doing? I'm, yeah, like, like, I'm yeah. like, I am in a high school right. that I'm not supposed to be. I don't yeah, know what I'm weirdo. doing. Weirdo. <laughs> That's like, what you look like, just wandering around <laughs> with your hoodie on, weirdo, like with a kid. Like, what is going now. on? <laughs> so Goodness. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the wrong gym, coach. Sorry, can we just watch your practice? He's like, of course, get your butt in here. We introduce, he's like, oh, I, I, I listen to your guy's show. He's a coach, you over there at Grandview. He's a fan of our show, whatever. So we go back to the game. And uh, uh, on, on Monday, we went to this girls' varsity game. Really fun, whatever. But I got to drive by Grandview now every time on the way home. So my son sees that school, and he's like, can we go to the basketball game? Can we go to the basketball game? So we're driving by, I see it yesterday. And in the back of my head, I freaking know they have a game that night because the coach told me. And they're hosting Cherry Creek, who's like the second-ranked team in the state. So he's begging me to go. I go home and talk to my wife. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take him back. So we go back to the game. It's a great game. But a big time uh, a player that you saw last year, who was the number one rated player in the entire country last year, with the last name Betts, who's at Siena, uh, that played at Grandview. You saw her play against Valor in the championship game. Well, she's now at Stanford. Her younger sister's a sophomore named Sienna Betts. She's as big as I am. She just took a trip to UCLA last weekend. You know who was there at the game? A coach from North Carolina is sitting there at Grandview High School last night watching this sophomore, Sienna Betts. But her dad is this monster of a man I've never met, and he walks up on me. He is seven foot tall, former pro basketball player overseas, and says, I saw your tweet from the other night. He, he interacted with it. He goes, I am the biggest fan of you and Stokely, and I am in the car every single day, and you guys – Keep me preoccupied. He's wearing Bronco stuff. Love and he's it. like, I just love your guy's show. So I wanted to give uh, he and his family uh, a big shout out. A huge fan of our show. Promising future for the young sophomore. If you get a chance, go check her out. Um, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's my no, that's, story. That, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, obviously a very athletic family. Yeah. Um, and, and How about this? He's got a 12-year-old. Oh, another one. He's six foot eight. Oh. Stokely, he's 12. Wow. He's got a size 17 shoe. 
Wow. He's freaking 12. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that, is, that is awesome. That is awesome. Really so, cool to and, tie it together. Like, yeah. He's a fan of our show. Totally And you know he's smart. You know he's very smart. He's smart. He listens to us. So, he's I mean, smart. They're, they're academically inclined also, not just athletically. So, shout out Pretty to that cool. family. Pretty that, cool. No, that, that is, shout yeah, out. Yeah, that's really awesome. All right. We're, um, uh, so, you uh, went to the game? How, how'd the yeah, game turn the out? Game. Was it a good game? Uh, was it, it, was, was, it was a great game. These are two of the you know, better teams at Cherry Creek. Whoa. I mean, they got great. Girls flying around. It was a high level. We ended up leaving in the third because you, you did the Stokely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You beat that traffic. I mean, traffic's bad over there after this game. <laughs> I tell you what, my son, he gets so fired up and he's just done and he wants to go home in the basement and play. I'm like, whatever. That's the beauty of going to high school sport. He spends six dollars. Right. Not leaving a Nuggets game. Yep. It's like, oh. let's go home. And it's close. Yeah, it's no less traffic. Less than two miles from right. my house. We're back at the house four minutes later. Bingo, bango. All right. Um, we're off and rolling here on a Thursday. So you don't know how it turned out. Uh, I actually don't know how it turned out. I actually don't know how the game turned out. So best of luck to both teams moving forward. (laughs) Uh, uh, We're still reacting to the news of Sean Payton as the next man to lead the franchise that is the Denver Broncos. And someone who knows Russell Wilson very, very well will try to get into the mind of Sean Payton to project what we could be looking at over the next year. That's coming up next. Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. Someone who knows Russell Wilson very, very well will make an attempt to get into the mind of Sean Payton to project. What exactly are we going to be looking at here in Denver very, very soon? And we have our dude, my dude, Brock Heward of Brock and Salk Seattle Sports 710, courtesy of Elite Sportsbook. Okay, Brock, if you're going to get in the mind of Sean Payne, thanks for being here, by the way. Yeah. If you're going to stoke there. Yes, the yeah, Stoke is here. Oh, nice. What do you mean, hey. am I here? Come Good on. to have you back, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're going to get in the mind of Sean Payton here for this next year, h- how do you um, like organize your thoughts in trying to, quote, fix what um, this past year was broken? Yeah, the first thing you do is maybe, maybe not the first. And you know what? We've had a report already that they've spoken, right, in the hiring process. This was kind of the one that Russell was was hoping for. Yep. And, and remember, Russell told you, <laughs> I was in the Pro Bowl with him. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, I, I was in the Pro Bowls with, with, with this guy. So, yeah, we've got a relationship. So maybe not the very first thing you do, but you, you set that line of accountability right away. And, you know, Stoke, we were there in Indianapolis together. And I remember sitting there, so I was traded. Tony came in with Tony Dungy and in that first year, so that would have been oh two, oh two. Yep, two thousand two. And sitting in there like the first Monday after the game, and it was a tell you the truth Monday. Like here's the four or five plays, guys, that you know, were were monumental in the game. And I remember one of them was like an interception to Peyton's and you could feel like a pin drop in the room, like <gasps> Oh, what's Tom Moore going to do? You know, the coordinator, like, oh, my gosh, Tom would never do. But Tony just traded Peyton the same way that he treated me and the same way he treated Brandon, the same way he treated the janitor. Like, 
and, and that was a, a huge part of, of that culture there is that Tony had that integrity. And, yeah, Peyton was the greatest player in there. He's one of the greatest to ever play. But you know what? We're going to have the same accountability. And, you know, when you make a, a poor decision or there's a bad throw, like Brandon Stokely drops a pass, like I don't care who it is. We're all in this thing together, rowing the boat together. And so that will be, I think, a very critical component. One of the most humbling things you can do as a QB is watch your sack reel. Watch your interception reel. Mm. And for Sean Payton to sit Russell in there and go, hey, man, let's walk through this. Right? Here's 50-some sacks. What happened? Here's a protection. Why isn't the ball out? Why aren't you checking this down? What are you seeing here? Walk me through this. And that's a, tra- a, ta- a time, I think, for Russell to be blatantly honest. Because you're not going to fake it. <laughs> you're not, you don't have a first-time head coach. You're not going to say something to try to, like, sweet-talk it. Like, that guy knows what he's doing. He's got a Bill Parcells background. And so, to me, Zach, those would be fly on the wall. I think some of the fun interactions I'd like to see, and I bet you that Sean Payton will do. Yeah, I love it. Uh, uh, Brock, um, great. Give me a grade, Sean Payton. Uh, how, do you, how do you give this new ownership? Uh, what grade do you give this new ownership group uh, with their first big hire? Well, the process was uncomfortable, but the result was an A, right? This is like, oh, my gosh, when is the test? I'm cramming for the test. This is a disaster. School's canceled. Like, what what are we doing here, right? But ultimately, when you take the test and you have your bottom line production, it it, it was an A. I mean, it was Harbaugh and it was Sean Payton, 1-1-A. And they went and they circled back to Jim and it just there was not a deal to be made. It just wasn't going to happen. So Sean Payton was 1A in that process, and frankly, most of the people, and and I even chatted with a few Fox folks, I was telling the guys in the afternoon this yesterday, I I reached out to them, like, what kind of teammate was he at Fox this last year? How did he work? How did he treat people in the building? Did he just kind of check, you know, was he checked out? Was he just kind of showing up and collecting a check? And, And it was quite the opposite. Treated people well, was a perfectionist, worked hard at it, wanted to know what he was doing, studied the game. And, man, I, I couldn't find one person to say a bad uh, a bad thing about him. And, frankly, I think a bunch of them were surprised he took this job. Brock, what, there was a lot of noise, I want to say, that was being leaked out and talked about about Sean Payton, um, you know, through this process. And, mm-hmm. and I, I, you know, yesterday I, I said, man, I, I really believe it came from um, the league office. Like, people up there still don't like Sean Payton because of how things went down and Bounty Gate and things like that. Um, well, like, you know, you're, you're mm-hmm. talking about Sean Payton, the person, and how he treated people, and everyone that you talked to said he was great. Uh, but where do you think that stuff came from, and why do you think it started coming out when it did uh, through this process. Gosh, it's so hard to read that room, Brandon, right? I mean, it just really is, is that the league? Is that other teams that maybe really wanted him? Has Arizona hired a coach yet, by the way? Do no. We know? No, they, so they still haven't. Uh, is that agents, you know, trying to, to craft things and, and get certain things public for, right. you know, the benefit of their own client? I think in this day and age, not that I'm like 100 on a cynical scale, but I'm no longer zero, like when I started in the media. Um, so wh- where that comes from, where all of that noise is, how it benefits some, been around the block a few times now to see how things do get played, how they get played by agents, how they get played by teams uh, to try to create leverage one way or another. So I'd be careful to say it was just one side or if it was just the league office. But, yeah, there, there's a history there, you know, that that uh, I'm sure the Penners, frankly, had to walk through. Right. As much as anybody. One thing for the league, but for this ownership group to make this decision and invest how much 
90 million bucks or something. <laughs> we got to get this one right. And so, you know, they, they had to do their due diligence, had to do their homework. And ultimately, they decided he's worth a, worth a first. He's worth a second. And his background of being a culture builder and building a tough football team and getting the most out of any of his quarterbacks, that's what we need right now in Broncos country. Yeah, no doubt about it. And Brock Heward, a one half of Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports 710, joins us courtesy of Elite Sportsbook. When you were... Uh, uh, winding down your last response before Stoke jumped in, you said when you reached out to the folks at Fox, yes, they told you that was surprised. They were surprised that he took this job. Uh, yep. If you can just further elaborate, yeah, because it's a, a, a you know encumbered, encumbered with very little draft capital, encumbered with very little salary cap space, encumbered with a QB of one hundred sixty-five million dollars. That an organization in Seattle said, "Yep, I think his best days are behind." And the proof over this season was the Seahawks were right on that. For this season, that doesn't mean for forever or moving ahead. Sure. So I think that that is where some of the Fox folks felt like, well, he's not going to go work for the Bidwells. He's not going to go to Houston. Probably not working with Mr. Ursay. And you know what? Sit out another cycle and sit out another year and wait for maybe that Chargers job or that opportunity. And ultimately, he said, eh, not going to do it. And money talks in five years of guaranteed money of nearly, what, $90 million? Yeah. And I think, and, and this is probably, this was probably the kicker was like, okay, this ownership group is investing in me in that way. They're going to give me time. They brought me in to fix it first. And then we will all evaluate this quarterback together. And, you know, if, if it doesn't work, then frankly, that's another year or another two years of, of time that I get to get my guy, the right guy to move this thing forward. Do you think, Brock, that they gave him assurances that if Russ didn't fix this year and Sean Payton wants to move on from him, hey, they are they are all okay and good with, with that? I'm, I'm going to guess that the ownership group had two perspectives and two prerogatives. Number one, in year one, fix this coach, and we can do this. And we're going to go out and fix this coaching situation. And, uh, and with that coaching situation fixed, year two, we've got to figure out this quarterback thing. Right. And now they invested an enormous amount and those guaranteed dollars are real and salary cap purgatory that it would put you in is real. Those are all real factors that you can't move around and you can't hide. Yep. And um, but I do think that that is the order. It was coach. That was first order business done. The next one's the QB. And you've hired a guy that worked. And I know everybody's oh, he had Drew Brees. Anybody with Drew Brees. He also had the best Teddy Bridgewater that Bridgewater ever was. He also had and developed Taysom Hill in ways that others did not and could not see. So he's been creative. He's been innovative. And he has certainly got to get the most out of Russell, which starts, as I said earlier, I think with a level of accountability that will be critical. Yeah, and, and by the way, and I heard Stink say this this morning, and I think he's spot on. Everyone just hits the fast-forward button on Drew Brees and says with Sean Payton, well, he had Drew Brees. But we got to remember, Miami gave him the stiff arm and went with Dante Culpepper instead. He was Drew Brees wasn't, you know, some extremely highly thought-of quarterback in those moments. And he was developed under Sean Payton. Now, what came first, chicken or the egg? I mean, they both deserve a bunch of credit, but the revisionist history on that one, you know, putting it all on Drew mm -hmm. is, um, you know, probably a, a little bit naive, Brock. Well, I think two things there. I think the, the fact that even as Drew aged and was diminished with his arm and his shoulder and everything else to still get him to play at an all-pro, Pro Bowl level and to play to his strengths. That's what anybody in, in any great quarterback coach does. Receiver coach, running back coach, line coach, right? Not every everyone's perfect. Okay, there's not many Paytons and, and Brady's and, and Aaron Rodgers that are just 
elite, elite, elite. So how do I get the most out of the talent this guy has? And I think that, uh, yeah, his track record has been pretty good. The second thing is, Brandon, does, does Zach ever say to you, ooh, spot on? Brandon, oh, I think that was a spot-on point. Does he ever give you that affirmation? Not, not many times, no. No, I don't hear that much from him. Okay. All yeah, right. not much. Do you oh, use that? Do you give yes! him that? Or? I oh, try okay. to validate this dude <laughs> as much as I possibly can in, in ways that I shouldn't, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep his confidence up. That's right. Maybe That's like right. once yeah. a week. Once a yeah. week he gives okay. me a pat on the back, bro. Oh, accountability, right? Yes. I mean, accountability, yes. Zach, yes. when you're driving the ship. That's right. I like it. Uh, Brock, thank you, man. All right, boys. Be well. Thanks, Brock. All right, that was Brock Heward uh, of Brock and Salk on Seattle Sports 710, courtesy of Elite Sportsbook. Okay. We have news that has developed this morning and the importance on a conversation later today with Idro Evero, uh, well, carries on new importance after what developed uh, just before we got onto the air. We'll explain it all coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. All right, so you may have seen... Or maybe not. People are busy. You're living your life. That Vic Fangio has decided to join the Miami Dolphins as their defensive coordinator and officially will accept the position on the Miami staff after the Super Bowl, according to Adam Schefter, within the last two hours. So I know there was some conflicting thoughts on this because some people hate Vic, don't want him back. Other people said, hey, completely new role. Let's hit reset. Let's bring Vic back in the fold. And, of course, the genesis to this whole thing was a report coming out probably almost a month ago, Stoke, that Sean Payton said he would like Vic Fangio as his defensive coordinator. Yeah, and, you know, Sean Payton's been just working at Fox this year trying to put together a staff. That's what you're doing just in case you get a job. And, you know, Vic wasn't doing anything. Obviously, uh, Vic's a highly thought of defensive coordinator in the NFL, has had a lot of success. So, and then Sean Payton mentions Vic. Like, you start putting the clues together. Okay, Vic might come back. I think in the end, it's probably best. Probably best. Just either you're going to keep Evero um, or you're going to find a new defensive coordinator. The thing, it, it's probably a little bit too soon to bring Vic back to town. Uh, so,. Why? Can I just give you a little just, pushback? No, Why? no, just I just think because you, you hear some players and their feelings. I I don't think it would be a huge deal, but I don't know if Vic got along with with a lot of the the locker room. Not that you have to as a head coach, but you have to a little bit more as a defensive coordinator. So I don't know if there's some people in that locker room that look at Vic sideways a little bit. Like I don't even like you. I don't want you to be my coach. And that doesn't have to be a requirement, obviously, to to be their coach, but. That's not the way you want to start things off if you're Sean Payton. Sure. And I don't know that to be the case, Zach. I, right, I, I right, really right. don't. I'm just, I get it. I'm just saying that. And it's just probably best right now. Let's get this time thing. Let's get this thing some time to breathe a little bit if he does ever come back here. Find a new defense coordinator. Find or Keep Evero. He's good. Yeah, and, and we're going to talk about that here in just a second. But I do want to get this uh, uh, a thought off my um, or out of my head because you're not the first person that – you know, has floated that idea like, hey, um, and I forget who said it within the last 24 hours, like there's still guys on this defense that played for Vic that don't like Vic. But my question would be, what defensive player from this five-win football team could look at a new defensive coordinator who's working now for Sean Payton and says, you know, I don't want to play for that guy? Which defender has the equity or the status that would e- that would even 
be qualified to say that, let alone the personality type to, to you know, that would be friction for them. Well, you wouldn't say it. Um, but, you know, I mean, you're going to still go out there and play hard. I mean, that's your job and, and, and make plays. I mean, they did that when Vic was their coordinator. They were mm-hmm. a pretty good defense, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like they didn't play hard for Vic or weren't good. Um, I just think there's, you know, if you don't get along with someone, you don't like someone, already you start like, okay, whatever, dude. You know, all right, let's go. We know what we're going to do. Let's go. Um, and then that relationship just isn't a good one at all. And does Sean Payton want to start that way? But who knows? Like, I'm just speculating. I mean, sure, sure, Wolf, sure. Derek yep. Wolf doesn't like him, right? He hates him. Right. <laughs> He'll tell you. Right? Yeah. I've yeah, oh, yeah. heard that. So, oh, yeah. um, you know, you, you got guys like that that just, like, if you don't like the guy, it's just not a good dynamic to bring back and to, the way you want to start the Sean Payton era. Not that it wouldn't work, not that it couldn't work, not that guys wouldn't play hard or do a good job. I think they would. Just all the other stuff, you don't need it. Okay. Okay. Well, guess what? It's a moot point. Yep. Vic's going back to my, or not going back. He's going to Miami. Um, Vic and South Beach. Vic and South Streets. I could just, streets. I could just see Vic. Oh, just strolling around. Got walking the Tommy beach. Bahama on. He's like, got like a bunch of suntan lotion oh, on yes. the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying around an umbrella, oh my protecting his skin. Um, Michael Silver of the San Francisco Chronicle reports that um, Idro Evero is set to talk with Sean Payton about the possibility of remaining as a defensive coordinator for the Broncos. I believe it's being reported that that conversation will happen today. Is that now what we should be rooting for? Is that, hey, this was a pretty good defense. You can kind of keep some semblance of continuity with a new staff coming in, which is kind of unusual. Yes, yes, I, I, that's what I'm pulling for and hoping for. And I think, uh, you know, if um, they did a really good job last year, you want to try to keep some of that consistency. It was a good defense. And um, Israel Evero is a really good football coach. So I think, um, yes, that, that's what I'm pulling for to happen, I, I, to keep that around and hopefully build off of last year. Um, so I, I that's kind of what I'm expecting to happen. He's still under contract. He is still unless, under contract. Unless you don't vibe with him. And to me, you listen to, to him talk, and we listen to him every week. Seems like a very easy easy guy to get along with. What about the idea, and this is one of my least favorite elements of this conversation, but but I'm going to ask it anyway because the, the, the topic has been floated out there. I mean, you good with 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 Evero coming absolutely. back? Absolutely. A-OK, 100%, Absol- all absolutely. good? Absolutely. The, the fact that um, – He's done the job and has done it here in a kind of a chaotic situation as a first-timer. Let's let's build off it, especially now that Vic is – like my, my kind of secret hope was that Vic would be back, actually, as defensive coordinator for a multitude of reasons. Right. For a multitude of reasons. Boston yeah. um, Meatball. Because <laughs> um, he'd have to go back in front of the Denver media every single week, and yes. I just think that would be so ironic uh, a yeah, year after great. he'd right. be fired. It would be great for us. But he's also a really good D.C., so it's like kind of winning, you know. Um, but Evero – uh, did really good as a as a first time defensive coordinator in a rather chaotic situation that had a ton of noise around it, and he seemed like he had a temperament of calm. And I was a fan of his sort of personality type um, in a situation that was kind of calamity filled. Yeah, yeah, those, those are good points. I mean, he just guys play hard for him, guys respect him, guys like him, and and they were good. So, what about what about this? And this is what I was going to get to. Hey, uh he doesn't want to coach here because, you know, he's 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 got to be loyal to to his friend Nathaniel Hackett. I mean, if that's your approach, then you're not going to last very long in the NFL. I mean, you can't be you can't just say I'm not going to coach cuz my friend's not here anymore. What are we in middle school? I right. mean, it's like this is part of the game. It's part of the business. I mean, 
hey, I'm not going to play this week because y'all cut my friend during training camp. Uh, <laughs> right. Like, what? Like, give me a break. Right. I mean, what are we, five? I mean, Pro stop. Sports. Right, yeah. I mean, so if you don't want to coach them, just we won't pay you and just go stay at your house. Um, I, I just think that would be ridiculous if he took that approach. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if Nathaniel Hackett were to give him advice and he right. didn't get a head coaching job, is you keep your freaking butt there, right. buddy. Right. Yeah, it's a good situation for you. And then, you know, you become a head coach and – um, in, in in a year, so it's a good spot for him. Obviously, they had a lot of success here, and I don't know. However, I mean, how many more defense coordinator positions are open right now? Just you know, a few. Not, you look at the Forty ers and they probably know what, which direction they want to head, and and you might have you know a couple more of these these new openings here. Uh, but I just think it's a good situation for him, and you just coach, man. I mean, that's just part of the business. Guys get let go all the time, just like players. You get guys get cut and moved uh, all the time. It's just it's just part of the business. You, you have to get used to it. And you, you, guess what? You have to move on. Yeah, and do your job. Yeah, right, right. So um, I get it. They were friends. He probably didn't like how uh, it ended for him. But I thought everyone was very fair to Nathaniel Hackett. Don't you? Yes. Yes. I mean, more than fair. More than fair. I mean, they gave him so much time. They, I mean, they went to overtime with him. Yep. And we're, we're talking about firing him at the bye week. Yes. Exactly, and it would have been warranted. Yeah, it was ugly. So I, um, you know, I, I get you don't like how it ended for your buddy, or you know, you're the guy that hired you and gave you that opportunity. But man, that's just the NFL. Get over it. Well, Everell also interviewed with uh, Arizona and Indianapolis for the head coaching position. So we got to keep our eye on that. Whether he's coming back here or you know. If he takes one of those jobs, because we remember back in 2020, team owners approved a proposal rewarding teams who developed developed minority talent that went on to become either GMs or head coaches across the league. So if the if the Broncos lost Evero to the head coaching job for the Cardinals or the Colts, the Broncos would actually receive a third round compensatory pick for two straight years. So he could either come back as D.C., he's under contract, or if he takes one of those jobs, the Broncos could be getting hooked up with draft capital under this new rule. So, Yeah, need, need draft capital. Um, I just don't see him getting one of those jobs probably. I mean, probably there's no not. buzz there. Mm. Uh, I don't hear a lot of buzz just in general with those jobs. What the heck no. is going on? I know, really odd and weird. Like, ours took a long time, and theirs is dragging on. Both of those, Arizona and Indy, they're doing second-round interviews. And uh, Schefter said this morning that – Indianapolis may not hire the head coach till after the Super Bowl, which would just be, in today's modern setup, just bizarre. So we'll follow it. We'll we'll, we'll keep tabs on it for sure, especially as it relates uh, to Broncos DC, uh, Idro Evero. Okay, Coach Prime has been making a lot of noise up in Boulder these last few months. What did it translate into on one of the most important days in college football? That's coming up next. and Zach on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. We getting some Louie? That Louie! We got Louie? That Louie, that Gucci. That Dolce. <sighs> That's for the threes. Let's throw it up. Please. <laughs> oh, man. Coach Prime, tell you what, man. You could not have made more noise, and I mean that in the best possible way, uh, in the last two and a half months, drawing attention to Boulder, Colorado. 
But what did it translate into on one of the most important days in college football? Signing day. I'm sure your signing day, the was like the whole school gathered around you in the gym type thing with the news cameras and stuff, I'm sure. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> what? Was there a quick Polaroid? Yeah. <laughs> Shake your hand. We'll get, back, in the get, fall. get back to class. <laughs> get back to your math. Oh, it's so different nowadays, man. These kids take the visits. They put the whole uniform on, do a photo shoot. They had, like, Lamborghinis in the practice field yeah. house. I mean, it's just a whole, I say new world. This is just a new galaxy. It, it really is. It, it, it is. So it's... um. It's just the way things are rolling. Yeah. Well, Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, signed two five-star recruits. He's got the number 23 overall ranked class, which is the highest in 15 years in Colorado. How about this? 42 new players coming on that football team. The most new players of any college program in the whole country. Yeah, that's good. Um, you got to flip that roster over. Obviously, it wasn't a very good roster um, overall. So it's what's going to happen. It's what you got to do. Uh, he told he told us that, and you know he told the team that too. Yep, you know, he's, flat out. Yep, as honest as honest gets. Right. So that's. But you're trying to win. Yep. You're trying to win football games, and you just can't keep everyone that was here last year when you won one game. Yeah. Uh, here is Coach Prime yesterday. A lot of coaches build inside out. Um, I build both ways. Um, I build outside in when I'm thinking defensively, okay? We're going to think the pass rush, the corners, the pass rushes, let's go get it. Okay, now let's go get the big boys to make sure they stabilize and control the run game. But when you're able to attain a couple guys of that caliber, not only guys that are really good corner, but they make plays on the ball. Both of those guys have tremendous receiver ability and capability. And some of the other guys that we brought in and some of the guys we're bringing in, we're not done. This is just a, a pause. This is just a comma. Because there's a lot of people that's going to bungee jump in that portal after spring because they're going to be disappointed in the playing time and the commitment or the level of participation that they're garnishing. And we're going to take full advantage of that. So we're not done. This is just a comma for spring. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Really I like, we're not done. It's just like a little comma a little right comma. there. You know what a comma is? It's a little okay, pause okay. there. I didn't know if you knew what that was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'll break that down for you okay, uh, during during the next break. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, no, I think that's awesome. Like, hey, this party's just getting started here. We're going to continue to uh, explore all avenues to you know upgrade this roster. And so he knows how it works and. So after after spring ball, like you said, all right, let's see. Might might have a few more highly touted prospects coming to Boulder. I love it. I think it's great. I am seriously thinking about going to my first ever spring game. Like, why not? Yeah. It'll be on a Saturday probably. They'll probably, and I heard Mike Amar talking about this morning, like what do you think the attendance for the spring game will be? 40,000, 50,000. Wow. I don't, I don't think that's crazy. I wow. really don't. I think you're going to have ESPN there. You know, like an Alabama spring game. They put the damn thing on TV. Yeah. And it's probably a little much, but like big time football, they, these these TV people need content. It would not shock me if the spotlight for the spring game is the largest in the history of that program. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. You, you make sense with what you're saying. And, you know, why wouldn't you put uh, Deion Sanders on ESPN, ESPN2, um, you know, something like that uh, for the spring game. First yep. look at Deion Sanders in Boulder. Yep. I, uh, that just makes it does make a lot of sense. 
He'll probably be right on set with them when as is his that? new like, dudes when, are playing. Around when is that? Is that like in March, April? Um, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Kistner's on it. Okay. Um, let's, Kistner's let's, on the case? Let's hear a little bit more uh, from Dion. Kistner, hashtag Kistner on the case. Um, McManus's right. least favorite words yes. ever. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is Dion Sanders from yesterday talking about uh, how many new recruits they have on the roster. Um, signing class newcomers, 42 new scholarship players to date, which is incredible. 29 are already, in, already enrolled in the spring. Um, six new walk-ons. Uh, one played for me in high school, and he, I can't wait to see how he comes about. Okay. All right. Loaded roster. It'll be here before you know it. Coach Prime's first season. When are you getting your Coach Prime hoodie? Yeah, I was looking the other night, um, late night the other night. Yeah, I was like I, I, let you me didn't take, smash in in the cart, huh? No, 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 no. I didn't because I want to. I want to go try it on. Okay. And so I was looking at different stores around here where I could go try one on and make sure I got a good fit. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know if it if it needs to be a large or XL. You know what I'm saying? So probably the XL. Um, uh, probably the large is probably uh, will, will fit good, uh, nice and snug, a little bit snug. Yeah. I, mean, that's, I want it tight. I don't want it baggy. I'm not sausage a, casing. I'm not. A, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a baggy guy anymore. So I want a nice fit with it. Um, so I want I want to try it on. And um, but they have a, d- a couple different colors. They got the white. The white is clean. It is. It is clean. Um, uh, but then they have the black. Uh, also, uh, so I'll, I'll probably go with the black one okay. more. I, I wear a lot more black. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'll probably go with the black one there. Uh, but yeah, I will be picking up one soon. It looked good. I saw Cecil had one on. He did. Uh, in one of his videos yes. at the Senior Bowl. I think yes. he had the white one, though. He did. He yeah. wore it in here one day. It's sharp, man. Yeah. No, they, they are nice. And, and this time of uh, year, it's perfect to wear. And it looks like it's a good fit and good quality. And Yeah. And so apparently, you get one? He, yes, I will. Yes, I will. Apparently, he gets a cut of this. Uh, the the Coach Prime gear. Uh, well, he I, should. It's his. You know, he should. It's his, brand. It's, his, it's his brand. And if you're CU, you want to marry yourself to that brand. Absolutely. Uh, apparently, uh, April twenty second is the day of the CU spring game. Okay, is that a Saturday? It's got to be. It's got. I, I would. God, I would, yeah, I, I would yeah. assume. I would assume it is. Um, okay. Good stuff there uh, from Coach Prime. Will you? Will you? Uh, will you go to a CU game this year? I hope so. I hope so. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm not putting it in the calendar right now where I have to go. Mm-hmm. But I hope. I hope to get down there. Yeah. You know, if any of my friends invite me and give me good tickets, then yeah, I'll probably go. If not, then maybe not. <laughs> I've gone. I got. I went to see a CU Arizona since I moved here six years ago. Uh, CU Arizona, Oregon State, UCLA, and USC. So in in four of the six years, but one of them we couldn't go because of you know the pandemic stuff. I cannot wait to be up there. For Matt Rule and Nebraska oh. rolling into town for CU's first home game, and if it wasn't for Texas Alabama, I believe that uh, the college game day would be there. Uh, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just thrilled. I just want the uh, Bo Brownstein tickets and not the Brent and Brad Farber tickets. So if okay. that works out that way, I'll be down there. I've been to one CU football game. Yep, since I've been here. Yep. CU, Stanford, Christian McCaffrey, oh, uh, Stanford. Oh. Um, and it was, I had a blast though. Had a blast. And uh, it's Christian, a great environment. Christian was just unbelievable. Did he go uh, nuts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had a great game. And, uh, but it, yeah, it is. And, and especially now, I mean, you got the energy back. I yep. mean, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping, I'm hoping to um, make that, make that trip this year. 
Absolutely love it. Okay, uh, we're going to be joined a little bit later in hour number three by Matt Smith, our own Matt Smith, who was up in Boulder for signing day. What are some of the maybe nuances that we're missing? Uh, some of the biggest recruits, some of those names, what they could mean to the program. We'll circle back in hour number three. You're not going to want to miss that. But in the meantime, Mr. Stokely, what exactly does the hiring of Sean Payton mean for Broncos general manager George Payton? That's coming up next.